if you look good, you smell good, you walk tall, uh, you speak confidently, you make more money. Now, I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. I just share them. It's, it's a matter of fact. And, you know, you don't have to like something in order for it to be a fact. Today, we're going to talk about pretty privilege, also known as pretty bias. It's a thing. Let's dig into it. Welcome back to the Hospitality Hacks Pro Show. I'm your host, Tasha Jackson, chef, consultant, teacher, and soon-to-be summer breaker because school is almost over. Oh, yeah. Uh, pretty privileged. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Now, it's not pleasant to think about necessarily, uh, but how someone presents directly affects a lot of things. All right. So let's, let's, uh, I did a quick little search. Let's share my screen here. Let's share my screen. I did a quick little search about this and, uh, found some interesting things. Okay. So I literally just typed in pretty privileged definition. Let me see if I can. Yeah. Y'all live. And, uh, some interesting things popped up. Okay. So there's been studies on this. Um, there's been conversations about this and the urban dictionary, uh, defines it. It had multiple definitions, but the first one that popped up on top said a person who has more opportunities and becomes more successful in life because of how attractive they are. That is pretty privilege, right? Um, Let's see, myimperfectlife.com says pretty privilege works on the principle that people who are deemed more attractive based on societal beauty standards have an upper hand. And guys, once again, you can like it, love it, hate it, but it's facts that how people present affects um, the money they're making, how people uh, receive them how people interpret what they're saying. Another interesting thing popped up. Let me see. On LinkedIn, there was an article. Um, on LinkedIn, there was an article. I'm going to stop sharing and I'm just going to read it to you guys. But this article kind of, it was talking about a study that was done and then it lists some key takeaways. And I thought it was interesting that it says physical attractiveness had a significant influence on judges' sentencing. The more unattractive the criminal, the higher the sentence. Or conversely, the more attractive the criminal, the lower the sentence. The results of three studies show a minimum increase of 109.25% and a maximum increase of 304.88%. That's crazy. <laughs> Let me see who wrote this article. Rodney Hollier, he's a lawyer. All right, this article is from 2017, uh, founder of Hollier Law and Hollier Music. And the name of the article is Physical Attractiveness Bias 27 Studies on Why Attractive People Win in the Legal System. So, why are we even talking about this? All right, it's not fair. You know, if, if we're on a attractiveness has a scale, right? And if we're on the scale, 
Um, and again, this is based on societal standards. So what one person deems as attractive, another person may not. So there's some wiggle room for argument there, right? However, um, I don't even really want to focus on that. I just want to say we need to control the things that we can't control. That's what I came on here to say about this topic, all right? Um, control the things that we can control. Uh, so when you're coaching your team, when you're hiring, right, um, we can't necessarily arguably uh, control someone's facial features or body type or things of that nature, right? Um, I say arguably because, you know, there's surgeries people are getting. Um, I have certain feelings about selective surgery that's um, not required for general, like, life-saving purposes. However, to each their own, right? But when we're hiring, when we're coaching our team, things of that nature, we need to control the things that we can control, right? So talking to the team about making sure you're bathing daily. Now, this may seem trivial. This may seem like common sense, but everyone has a different, um, you just never know. I've, I've come across some funky people. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> From colleagues to students to people who are on my team, um, back at the time when I was managing teams in restaurants, come across some funky people. Right. And it may be um, a dietary thing. It may be um, at one point it was somebody it was they were just using natural um, deodorizers or deodorant um, for religious reasons uh, and it wasn't working. So there could be multiple reasons, but encouraging people, reminding people, even telling them it's a requirement of your job upon hire that you bathe daily. Right. Um, and as I'm talking about it, I'm, I'm looking at my face. I scratch myself right here. So this is a scab. So I don't want y'all to think <laughs> Well, my face, like right below my nose. I woke up one morning and I was just bleeding. So I didn't want you to think I came on here talking about pretty privilege and I'm like, she's got a booger hanging out her nose. <laughs> no, it's just, it's healing. It's a little scab from when I scratch myself. So Anyway, bathing, um, not being super wrinkled, uh, brush your teeth, you know, breath, breath, not hot. <laughs> um, and how I even started talk, thinking about this was um, I was having a conversation with someone that uh, does teeth whitening and we were talking about um, uh, teeth whitening and then the conversation kind of spiraled, but in a good way, because it made me think, hmm. That would be a nice topic for the podcast, right? Um, and we started talking about the fact that pretty privilege is real. It's out here. And as a server, for instance, if you're walking up to the table disheveled, uh, not looking right, smelling right, speaking right, you're going to make less money um, than the person right next to you, even if they have less skills. If they are considered more attractive with less skills, they're going to make more money. And so again, we can't control if we um, meet someone's level of definition of attractiveness, but there are certain things that we can control. So specifically in hospitality, when we're um, front facing, 
right? And, and directly interacting with guests and customers, um, super important. If you're back of the house or heart of the house, uh, slinging burgers and fries and they never see you or interact with you, it may be a little bit less important. But front of the house, you know, y'all know that's my baby. I love front of the house. Um, and yes, people do call me chef. And yes, I did go to culinary school. And yes, um, I can cook a little bit depending on the day of the week and what it is. <laughs> right. But uh, but my my passion really is front of the house. And so it's super important, right? Um, that we control the things we can control, not just for a straight up money factor, uh, but also uh, just pr overall presentation, like overall uh, experience, right? I don't want to walk in somewhere and it doesn't just have to be a restaurant. It could be a hotel. It could be um, walking onto a cruise ship. It could be any any type of hospitality experience, um, again, when you're front-facing, super important. We look good. We smell good. We speak well. We walk tall. We walk confidently. We're making eye contact with people when we're speaking with them. Um, if we're going to use hand gestures, which I do. Y'all see me bopping around. I use hand gestures a lot when I talk uh, subconsciously. I don't think about it, right? But if you're using hand gestures, it's not too much, too over the top, right, that it's distracting. All of those things kind of play into that. I can't control if somebody looks at me and says that person's not attractive, but I can control if my breath stinks, if my body stinks, if my clothes are wrinkled, um, you know, if um, I'm about to go wash my hair in just a minute, <laughs> if my hair is done, if my hair is clean, if my hair has an odor, right? Um, and so, you know, if if the bottom of my shoes, if the soles are coming off, right, if they're scuffed up, like I've been kicking rocks, Right. So just control the things you can control. Is am I missing a lens in my glasses? Right. Um, are are my eyebrows shaped? Is my skin clear or at least moisturized? Right. So so there are some things that we can um touch on. I don't wear makeup, but uh, I said I might start just for video purposes for the podcast. I haven't dibbled or dabbled in that. But if you do wear makeup, is it too much? Is it just enough? Do you look like a clown? Right. <laughs> or is it is it um, complimenting your skin tone or does it look like your your kid was playing in your makeup? Right. So there's a lot of things um, that we can control. And I and I recommend that we focus on those. All right. Um, and it matters. It matters for guest experience and it matters when we're trying to get to the money. All right. What are y'all thoughts on this? Pretty privileged. Once again, not. It's not a pleasant topic, right? We talk about biases and prejudice and 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 who's attractive and who's not. It's 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 not a cute, fluffy, feel good topic. Um, however, it's real, right? And however, you do need to address it uh, with your team. You know, you're a leader in your operation, and those can be the hard conversations. If somebody smells, you have to pull them to the side. Hope, please pull them to the side. Please, please don't. Again, common sense ain't common. <laughs> please pull them to the side. Don't embarrass the person in front of other people, right? But, but if if you know those those conversations can be can be rough. They can be difficult. All right, but it's part of the job. 
it's part of the job as an operational leader in your organization to have those conversations. What you don't want is for a stranger to tell them, for a guest to tell them, for, you know, a guest to write a comment or a review and then it go up the chain and it skips you. And then your boss has to come back and say, hey, got this review or this comment a little concerning. You know, and then then you you still have to deal with it. <laughs> you, it still falls back on you. So just nip it in the bud when you see it, when you hear it, when you smell it, right? Uh, and then not only just nip it in the bud, but be proactive. Being proactive means before it becomes an issue, you have the conversation. Okay. Um, what else? What else did we talk about? Nails. Ooh, another thing. Nails because. Um, super, super long nails, uh, can hold food, bacteria, dirt, all kind of stuff. Right. Um, it's, it's a touchy one. It's a touchy one. I know, um, you know, some people like to get the false nails and just, they, they can't look like claws out here. All right. I, I always just tell people to err on the side of it looking natural, Right. Not and not super out there. Right. Also, the colors, the blues, the greens, the pinks, the reds, um, more pertinent when, again, when we're talking heart of the house or back of the house versus front of the house. There there are some kind of different standards there uh, in a restaurant capacity, but um, safety first, sanitation first. Right. Nail polish can um, it can chip off into someone's food, anything like that. So be careful. And, you know, your local county health department may have regulations about that, right? Um, trying to see if I miss anything. Did I miss anything, y'all? You could drop that in the comments too. We're just trying to help some people out here. The purpose of the show, right, is to give you tips, tricks, and tidbits to help your operation run a little smoother, okay? Not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, not trying to come down on y'all, um, but this is something, it's real. It's a real thing that we have to deal with on the day-to-day, right? Um, and again, if you can have these conversations at the interview, if you can have these conversations, if you have a handbook that you share with your team, put it in there. If it's not in there, put it in there. Uh, maybe consult your HR professional if need be, right? But but these conversations are crucial. And if you can have them before it's a problem, it's easier for your life. It's easier for you. It can save someone some embarrassment. Um, bring it up in a pre-shift meeting uh, every now and then just as a gentle reminder. Right. And so, again, so you can stay ahead of it. Like, hey, guys, let's remember, you know, we're bathing daily. We're using deodorizers. We're we're uh, making sure we're we're not wrinkled. We're making sure, right? Just hit, just every once in a while. Just don't don't let it just time rock on, rock on, rock on, right? Without adjusting this ever so often. That's that's my two cents. That's my advice on this topic. All right. Um, and if I miss anything, we talked hair, we talked nails, we talked eyebrows, we talked clothes, we talked. Smell good stuff. And then there's the other, let me say this one last thing and I'm going to leave because like I said, I got to go wash my hair. <laughs> but I'm supposed to get it twisted today. I'm going out of town. But think about this. It can go the other extreme as well. So as a rule of thumb, as far as smelling nice, as a rule of thumb, I don't remember which manager told me this 
I think it was back in the Red Lobster days. I had a manager that said how you smell should not um, overpower the food and the smell of the restaurant. And I that always stuck with me because sometimes when people spray perfume or cologne, they go overboard. It's way too much, right? Um, so you you can do the other extreme as well. You could be funky <laughs> on the one hand, and then again, it's a scale, <laughs> right? And then on the other hand, you could be too loud, like too, it's, it could be too strong. And right, so that's a conversation you need to have as well. Like how how you present um, should not outweigh the experience that a guest is having. I sh- you shouldn't walk by and I'm just overpowered. Like oh my god, what is that? It's too much, right? It shouldn't be overpowering. It should be subtle, right? If if you are allowed to wear um, perfume or cologne at all, right? So uh, one restaurant I worked at, we used to um, burn fresh herbs and walk around the restaurant with them before we opened, right? And so that gave um, just a, a different aroma to the restaurant. Uh, you walk in and you immediately kind of, mm, you're in the mood to eat now, right? And so things like that are important, guys. Like those little touches matter, right? And so, and people taste with their other senses first. What you smell, what you see, you taste that way first before you take your first bite. Before you take your first bite, you're already having an, an a, a, a sensory experience. Isn't that interesting? Before you put anything in your mouth, I'm already, I can look at something or smell something and start salivating, right? So think about that when we're when we're talking about these other things, right? The reverse is true. I could be turned off. I could walk in somewhere and be turned off by the appearance of someone or the appearance of the establishment. And then I already have in my mind that this is not going to be a good experience before I take a bite of anything. Before I take a bite of anything, my other senses are working. Right. So that's super important. y'all. Keep that in mind. Uh, again, we're just here to give you tips, tricks and tidbits to help your operation run smoother. All thoughts, feelings, <laughs> two cents. And things of that nature uh, are from me and me alone. They do not represent any other entity, uh, independent or otherwise, or any other corporate structure. All right. Got to do the disclaimer. I'm, I'm trying to do better about doing a disclaimer every every episode. If I don't do it, y'all catch me. All right. All right. And on that note, we are out. I'll see you next week. Have a great, great, great rest of the week.